We wish you every blood of the Lord in the name of God, his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, it's lovely to be back and it's lovely to be able to see um, all of us here gathered in the house of the Lord, rejoicing, celebrating, and worshipping our God. One of the interesting things about life nowadays, or anything that we do nowadays, is we are invited to give feedback and surveys. And I'm sure I'm at a good luck when you feedback after this sound everyone else. But it's almost everywhere. Either you attend a training, you buy a product or a service, feedback is always sought. And the opportunity to give feedback is packaged in various ways. It might be a form that you are welcome to complete. It might be some buttons that you are asked to press. You will do those smiley faces that we have to have sometimes in the hospital. Either a smiling one or not a smiling one. Or it might be being invited to have a conversation about your experience. And this feedback, or this survey, we are made to believe that it is taken on board to make the project or the service or experience better for the next consumer or next user. Or probably is it for you next time? Maybe you'll come back and have a go at that project again. Well, and this feedback of this summary is usually graded into what I call the IFGS, the International Feedback Grading System. Well, that's just my intention. <laughs> but, well, the way it is, it is graded in stars. One star for not good, and five stars for something that is really, really good. I can see all of us are not, or most of us are not. You see, it's an international feedback rating system. I should show you one of that, you know? And in this system, we are invited to say whether well, our product is good by giving numbers or a series of stars. And because of this, we have come to associate the numbers of stars a product has on its feedback with its quality. When we see a product that has one star, everything is not great. When we see a product that has five stars, we think that's really, really good. Sometimes I wonder, does this really make us conform to the market? Paul, this morning, writes to the Romans, and we read that scripture today, urging them not to be conformed to the standards of this world. I'm not asking you to be rebellious, never to complete the feedback from ever again. But I'm just encouraging us to reflect upon this. Our gospel reading this morning is Jesus Christ potentially probably conducting his own survey, talking to his disciples and asking them, who do people say that I am? And indeed we can see from the responses of the disciples but even they themselves were very well aware of what the community was saying. And they came up with answers very quickly. 
Some say that you're doing the baptism. Others say that you're Elijah. Some say that you are Jeremiah. And of course, what they were saying was not just throwing names out. But what they were saying is that there is something special about you. And the Bible highly like among some of the greatest prophets they have had in the history of their nation. Well, and of course, there is a theological understanding that the Bible are looking at Jesus as one who is coming to prepare for the Messiah, just like John the Baptist. Of course, at this particular time, John the Baptist had just been killed, and some believe that he had come back to life in the person of Jesus. And there was a tradition that he believed that Elijah would come back just before the Messiah. So just to say that they found Jesus in the Bible. And then Jesus turns to them and asks them, But who do you say? And Peter jumps and says, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You see, I don't think that other guys have just given Jesus a false start well, not just a poor runner, you know, someone else is coming after you, just come here to be better. But Peter jumps all the way and gives Jesus a five-star rating. You are the real deal. You are the Messiah. And Jesus continues to say that, you know, this has been revealed to you by the Spirit. It is not just by yourself that you have been able to recognize this, but it is by the Spirit. Of course, by all these does there is reputation. And the Old Testament reading invites us to reflect upon the life of a gentleman who has a very good reputation by the name of Joseph. And it starts very wonderfully saying that there came a king who knew nothing about Joseph. And Joseph was this gentleman who was such a brilliant human being that he was able to help the entire nation of Egypt and actually potentially the nations around them, be able to survive a seven-year time. So he was a really, really important person in the nation of Egypt. But of course, as time went by, he was forgotten, and as well, uh, his deeds were forgotten. And the story continues to tell us of how there was this king, a pharaoh, who began being quite uh, worried and scared because you see Joseph he was able to put this plan of rescuing or saving all these people his family as well came over to Egypt after many years it had grown and grown and grown and it had become such a big family the king of Egypt for political and economic reasons began to be afraid and worried and the king devised a plan that he thought would be able to save the increase the number of um, the people of the tribe of Israel. But something really interesting happens. We encounter five stars, five incredible women that do something that potentially no one has ever done at that particular time in history. See, the king, first of all, sits down and plots and says, well, what you're going to do, you're going to oppress these people so that they can be able to reduce their number. 
Keep them hard work. Let them work very hard. Hopefully, they will not be able to increase. Interestingly, the more he impressed them, the more they multiplied and the more they increased. And that became a problem. And he thought, well, that did not work. And he goes and speaks to these two women, first of the five women, Shifra and Kua, midwives of the Hebrew women. And he says to them, every boy that is born, I want you to kill. The midwives did not do this. They did not do this because they feared God. And of course, this is a very difficult portion of scripture to read because of what has been going on we have been seeing on the news recently uh, because of Lucilette. Uh, very, very difficult. But the scriptures also encourage us. Encourage us in that despite there have been people like the Pharaoh who would have evil plans to harm people and to hurt people. There still exist those who fear God. That no matter what is fall at them, they will always do the right thing. They will do the right thing not for accolades, not for social media likes, not for PR, but simply because in God. That's the reason as to why these two women, Shifra and Kuhn, stood up against Pharaoh and did not do what Pharaoh had asked. Of course, fear in this context is not you know, intimidation, but it's that wisdom that comes from being in an intimate relationship with someone. And my prayer this morning is that in spaces and in places where decisions are made, be it in a local space or global space, that God may raise people who fear Him, people who will be able to stand with the truth, people who will be willing to stand for that which is right, regardless of what is going on there. And I pray for all of us that are here this morning, as well as those who will be hearing this summer through um, online, that may God grant us the courage, the boldness, and the confidence of these two women, Shifra and Paul, that we will be able to stand against that which is not right, just like these two women did. But hey, Pharaoh, um, you know, his first plan did not work, you know, um, oppressing them. The second plan, you know, talking to the media, trying to engineer something, that did not work. He went on further to a bad plan. And this time he issued a decree to all the people and said to them that any child, any boy who is born, is to be thrown into the Nile. As the story goes, one Hebrew woman, that woman, gave birth to a son, lasted son for three months, and could not hide the child any longer. So she did as it was commanded by Pharaoh, put the child in the Nile. But this time around, she was a bit clever. She built this lovely, wonderful basket that was floating and was waterproof. And then comes along a fourth amazing woman, Miriam, sister of the boy, 
four follows the passage down the river. And then we meet the fifth woman, the daughter of heaven, who was bathing downstream. At this point, I must say, I find this really, really weird. You know, babies are being thrown into the river, isn't it? But she was going to bathe into that very same river. So I find that quite a bit interesting. But not to say, God does. And God still does what? Even in circumstances that are most interesting, most difficult, and even most challenging. Because the daughter of Pharaoh sees this child. Sees this child crying and has pity on this child. And then picks up this child. Miriam comes along very cleverly and says, I know someone who can be able to ask this child. And cries out, calls her mother. And out of that, the mother of this boy takes care of this child until this child is grown up. So five incredible women. The two midwives, Shifra and Kwa, the mother of this boy, we do know her name later on um, in the Old Testament. Joshebet, the sister of this boy, Mary. And interestingly, the daughter of her, who we do not know her name. But five women who did something that was absolutely incredible. The king had issued a decree, but these five women went against all that. And because of that, the trajectory of the entire nation of Egypt and that of Israel was changed because this young boy was named Moses. And yet it is that Moses, the Moses that led the children of Israel from Egypt to where God was leading them to. These five women, it could have been very easy for them to be accomplices of the crime that Pharaoh was committing, for them just to conform to how the world wants them to be at that particular time. But by their actions, they chose to do things differently. And of course, it is not by their own strength that they did all that. It is because they denied God. Because of the actions of this the trajectory of this nation was changed. I pray today that we may be challenged by the actions of this five women, five stars, and work to stand against oppression and injustice and to be bearers of the good news of hope. For us to be able to nurture what God is doing in our midst, in our communities, and in the places that God has placed us to be. For us to recognize that we do not have, we do not, we must not have a big status for us to be able to speak and to share the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. For us to be kind, for us to stand for that which is right. If anything, this five in that society, they were belittled and looked down upon, but they were able to bring great transformation. For us as well, we can be able to do this, not by ourselves, but by the Spirit of God.
by the grace of God restores our peace. Children of Israel love Christ. Despite the rainbow, to be used of God to bring salvation. You see, for us as well, if we want to be rated for someone to be conducted for us, the Bible tells us that because of what happened in the Garden of Eden, we were born of sin. We do not even have a one-star rating. Potentially, would have a zero-star rating. But Jesus Christ decided to come down to die for us, to save us, to redeem us, that by his work on that cross, we move from being zero stars to five stars. We can bring transformation, we can bring healing in our community and in our world. We allow Jesus Christ to have his way in our lives, for him to push us to those uncomfortable places, for him to encourage us and to nudge us to stand that times when probably to be silent might be the safest thing to do. For us to embrace when everyone else is suffering. For us to be able to offer forgiveness even when we are deeply hearted. For us to indeed show the love of Jesus Christ in our world. Jesus Christ did not just sit up there in his glorious previous heaven, but he decided. And that is what the Messiah is. That is who Peter proclaimed that Jesus was. The one who came to save. The one who came to liberate. It is by him and through him that we ourselves can be able to bring healing transformation in our nation. So, to welcome to Give paper of my son of the coronavirus as we have tea and coffee. The most important thing is just to remember that because of Christ Jesus, we are not a one star people. We are five stars because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And of course, a big massive shout out to all the Hebrew women who did all that strong work even before the big ones and 